In our formative years, our own life experience can put us into a situation, or maybe even chronic situations, where a person or people actually fail at finding a win-win. And as a result, we find ourselves in an experience or chronic experiences where they choose something else over us and our best interests. It's the child whose dad chooses to move to a different part of the country to be with the new stepmom. It's the child who felt replaced by a younger sibling that was preferred. It's the child whose dad chooses his needs of his own career rather than to be there for the child when he or she needs him. It's the child who is put into the middle of a contentious divorce and is expected to choose between mom and dad and thus learns that being chosen is what love is. This type of life experience causes a great deal of trauma. And not only does it cause trauma, it actually forms a dysfunctional association or relationship between being chosen and love. It makes perfect sense that these types of experiences would give rise to a strong desire to be chosen. Chosen because you were not chosen before. Chosen because in being chosen, you feel a sense of your own importance, significance, and therefore value. Chosen because in being chosen, you feel wanted, you feel cared for, you feel loved. If this association is one that you possess, you've learned that anything less than being chosen is not only emotionally tormenting, but it's also a dangerous position to put yourself in. But there's a few shadows lurking in this desire. And a few of these shadows have the capacity to not only destroy relationships, but also lives. The shadows lurking in this particular pattern have the potential to keep the chain of suffering going and going and going. The first shadow relative to this pattern is that we have such a deep visceral need to create resolution for what is unresolved that instead of actually gravitating towards a situation where we can be in essence prioritized and therefore chosen, we gravitate towards an experience that mirrors the initial situation that is unresolved, which just so happens to be a situation which is the least likely for us to get that outcome that we're looking for, i.e. being prioritized and chosen. At the very least, what we will find ourselves gravitating towards is a situation where we have stiff competition. <laughs> On a subconscious level, we feel that getting someone in this situation to choose us will resolve the pain of our childhood experience. In other words, we don't actually want to be chosen by somebody who actually will prioritize us and chooses us because their actual priority is romantic connection and a partnership. We want the person who actually prioritizes career to decide to flip and be the one to choose us and to choose romantic partnership above everything else. We don't want the available person to be available. We want the unavailable person to be available because doing that, we think, would solve our childhood experience. It would resolve that wound. You can see this shadow clearly in the woman who goes for a married man, hoping that he will one day leave his wife and choose to be with her instead. Because we don't go straight for our need where we can actually get it, we enter into a situation that is incompatible with our need, and then we force everything to change so as to meet our need anyway, no matter the cost to anyone else involved. And the reality is, many people's loss becomes our gain. The second shadow is that we actually have subconscious motive to put the person we love at odds with anything else they deeply care about. 
Now, no matter what you're telling yourself, you actually have emotional superglue for this. No matter what you might be telling yourself or them, you get a sense of self-esteem and a sense of your own value and feel loved when you put them in situations where they have to choose between you and your best interests and something or someone else that they deeply care about. Because of this, if we have this pattern, we're constantly putting the people we love in lose-lose scenarios in order to find out where we stack up relative to their other priorities in life, relative to the other things they care about. For example, a man plays up getting sick in order to see whether his career-driven girlfriend will drop everything to take care of him or not. Or a woman puts up a boundary around her boyfriend spending time with his best friend, who happens to be another woman, in order to see whether he will choose her or his best friend. Doing this not only hurts everyone else involved, it also sets us up, if we have this pattern, to be resented in the long run. So ironically, even though there's a short-term game, it sets us up to ultimately sabotage our own relationships. The third shadow is that we are actually perpetuating the very suffering which we ourselves experienced. If we have this pattern, in order to feel valued, in order to feel loved, in order to feel good, we have to be chosen. Well, for you to be chosen, that means that somebody else has to be not chosen. Which means we're actually setting people up in our life experience to feel the same way that we felt, to experience the same thing we experienced and that caused all this trauma to begin with. This not only keeps this pain going and going and going and going and going, it also has serious karmic implications. The fifth shadow is that instead of being an agent for cohesiveness, for togetherness, for closeness, and for the strengthening of relationships around us, especially between the people in our life, we actually act as an agent for the opposite and on a subconscious level. We act as an agent for division, for separation, for conflict. We weaken and destroy the relationships between the people in our life experience so as to find a personal gain. Usually, we do this for the sake of our own well-being, for the sake of our own self-esteem, and for the sake of our own personal needs. For example, a person could start dating someone with a child instead of enabling the relationship between them and their child, or leaving the relationship if they see that they just can't do that. This person might start to be threatened by the relationship and start to create conflicts between their own needs and the needs of this child. This puts their boyfriend or girlfriend in the position to have to choose between them or their own child. The sixth shadow is that we aren't actually loving the other person in a relationship when we are doing this. In fact, what we are doing is using them for the sake of our own self-estimation. If we love someone, we don't want to see them in pain. If we really love someone, we never want to put them in a situation where they have to choose between us and something else that they deeply care about. We don't want them to sacrifice something they need or want for our sake. That doesn't feel good. This is one reason why when it comes to relationships, compatibility is so critical. I mean so critical, because genuine compatibility is what makes it so that you don't wind up in these choose-me-or-that type experiences. To learn more about this, watch my video titled Incompatibility, A Harsh Reality in Relationships. The reality is, when we are fixed into this pattern, we are being totally unloving to the other person in the relationship, while on the flip side, seeing their willingness to suffer or be in pain for our sake as love. This means there is an association between suffering and love inherent in this dynamic. For example, we may feel loved if we put a friend or family member in the position to choose something that's in our best interests, 
or something that's in the best interests of their life purpose or career. And they choose whatever is in our best interests. <laughs> to understand more about this, watch my video titled The Suffer So I Can Feel Loved Relationship Dynamic. Your life experience may have led you to believe that you're never enough, that you need to prove that you have value and therefore deserve to be someone's number one through being wanted, needed, desired, seen as special, and thus chosen. If you have this desire, you need to do two things. The first is to go back and to resolve that unresolved pain of having not been chosen all those years ago. You can do this by using the completion process. If you want to learn more about how to do this process, I actually have a book that I wrote, quite literally titled The Completion Process. You can read that book and get a handle on what this process is and start to use it. Alternatively, you can visit www.completionprocess.com and find a practitioner to guide you through it. Specifically using the trigger of that pain of not being chosen, of being insignificant, of not being the priority, whatever the case may be. The second thing you need to do is to consciously go directly for being prioritized, for being consciously chosen, but in a situation that's actually compatible to that. This means you have to consciously choose against that urge to enter into a situation which totally mirrors that past experience, so as to try to get that past experience to change. Don't repeat the past in order to try to get a different outcome. Instead, enter into a totally different scenario. Enter into a genuinely compatible scenario. This means enter into relationship with somebody who can actually and will actually prioritize you. In other words, your best chance at actually having availability is to actually find someone who is available and is demonstrating that. Of course, everyone in this position is going to have to reckon with this choice. Do you actually want to find somebody who is, in this example, genuinely available? Or is it more important to get somebody who's unavailable to become available? If you're sick of trying to get unavailable people to become available, you have to actually just simply go straight for what is available. Something you're going to have to do here is to notice all the red flags that indicate that somebody is not available. All the red flags that somebody actually has other priorities. <laughs> all the red flags that say it's going to be difficult for them to choose you. For people who are in this pattern, that deep need to be chosen, especially by people who are unlikely to choose them, it causes them to ignore all of these red flags. I mean, you'll have an explanation for all of them, right? But you really need to recognize these and say no to a situation where you're getting all those red flags and instead choose consciously into a situation where it's pretty obvious that a person will and can actually prioritize and therefore choose you. The next thing, you gotta notice when you are in this pattern and catch it in the act. This is difficult to do, especially when you've got high degrees of shame because it doesn't cause you to feel real great about yourself if you're constantly setting up scenarios in order to be chosen that are causing pain to everyone around you, right? Hard to own that. But you need to recognize when you are actually inside this pattern. And when you're in the middle of that pattern, you have to recognize that you are the one that actually has the power. You're the one in the power position. You're probably telling yourself the opposite, right? You're probably telling yourself that it's the person who has the power to choose you or something else that actually has the power. No, it's you. You're the one that has the power to put them in the situation to have to choose in the first place. Notice the emotional payoff underneath any of that surface guilt that you feel. So many of the people who have this pattern have an estimation of what is right and what is good. 
So you'll hear them say things like, oh, I just really don't want him to choose, or I just really don't want her to choose. The thing is, is that that's not really the complete truth, because down deep you actually are getting something out of them choosing. So you kind of do want them to choose. Once you are conscious of being in this dynamic, from that position, you're in a choice point. Do I want to go through with this or not? What do I want to do about the fact that I'm in this pattern? And it's important to play out all of these different scenarios that could happen as a result of you putting the person in your life in this choose me situation in order to make a conscious decision about what consequence you're actually willing to meet with. In other words, become conscious of all of the consequences which will be faced by all people involved in the situation you're in and make a choice, a conscious choice, based off of seeing those consequences. This choose me dynamic is to blame for so much relationship pain that we experience as people. Becoming aware of it, stopping it in action, is the way to end this pain. If you really love someone, then you don't put them in the position to choose between two things they deeply care about. The best way to ensure that we won't do this is to put ourselves into relationship arrangements that are truly compatible to our needs. And at the end of the day, if you recognize this pattern within yourself, you're going to have to ask yourself a question. What price am I willing to pay, or to make other people pay, for the sake of having a sense of my own value, my own self-esteem, and my own need to feel wanted, loved, and prioritized? Good week.